Welcome back to the Kauai Real Estate Podcast. My name is Jamie Friedman, and I'm very excited to bring you a random thought in real estate today. So I was talking to another real estate agent, and I said that real estate transactions are like a Rubik's Cube. I was thinking that as a transaction unfolds, you keep reviewing and assessing, moving forward, and taking steps based on what you see, then reassessing until the end when hopefully it all comes together. On a side note, per my favorite resource, that's a Google search, um, and a Rubik's Cube website, Erno Rubik, the inventor of the Rubik's Cube in 1974, was an architecture professor. Clearly, I didn't know that when I made the statement, but it does add a bit of irony because of the link between architecture and real estate. But I digress. The reason I feel like real estate transaction is like a Rubik's Cube is it starts out one way and each step changes the way things look. Also kind of like a kaleidoscope. You have four parties working together for the same goal. Everybody wants to sell the property and close. The buyers, the buyer's agent, the sellers, the seller's agent. They're all looking at the same contract to perform. Same colored blocks if we're keeping with the Rubik's Cube analogy. But each step can create or reveal new information, possibly new challenges. I'm not sure that this is the best application of the analogy, but let's talk about a contingency in the contract. I don't know, like, um, let's talk about cleaning. In our current contract in Hawaii, that would be the J9 cleaning contingency. To quote some of the language from the contract, um, the seller shall, at the seller's expense, have the interior of the improvements of the property cleaned. Cleaning shall include all appliances, cupboards, drawers, floors, jalousies, screens, and windows. This contingency seems pretty clearly laid out, right? But from what I've experienced, the seller has a cleaner do the items in that list and then maybe a few other things. And then it's kind of, let's see how the buyers and sellers react to what cleaning has been done. Of course, in the contract, it there are a couple unclear things. Like, what happens if the garage is unattached? Does the seller have to clean that as well? Yes is my answer because it's, it says the interior of improvements, not only the house, but again, not all agents or clients or people agree. Um, how about if the cleaner doesn't pull out the appliances and clean behind them and under them or the tops of the fans aren't dusted or cleaned? Those things matter to me as part of cleaning, but they're not laid out specifically in the J9 contingency. So... The cleaning in my first tra few transactions, the first few deals I did, was just kind of part of the puzzle. It later became clear, though, that not all folks agree on what clean is. Um, I, I was once speaking with a cleaning professional, a professional cleaner, I don't know how you say that, um, for a property and was asked to fill out a form noting the key items that I found important in order to consider the property cleaned. It really sounded kind of like a strange thing to do, but it was actually brilliant. I mean, some folks think cleaning baseboards and the top of fans is important. Some think wiping down the walls matter. Some people think, a, you know, dusting in a quick wipe down is adequate, adequately cleaned. Um, 
In fact, it kind of appears that cleaning's pretty subjective. On a side note, I'm a cleaning fanatic and I think everything matters, but that's not really relevant to this podcast subject. So truthfully, I've found that cleaning is one of the most contentious items in the contract. To make matters worse, it's often not checked until the final walkthrough. So it's just a few days prior to closing. Truthfully, or truly, the exact moment when you don't want any new issues to arise because it can be super stressful. So over the years, I've generally recommended to both buyers and sellers to agree to like a broom swept type of cleaning, you know, wipe down the counters or countertops, sweep the floors, vacuum, maybe professional carpet cleaning, maybe not. Because here's the thing, if you give a a credit at closing, there's no pressure on that final walkthrough for the property to be cleaned. It's going to be kind of cleaned. And yeah, it would be a bummer for a buyer to move into a property, you know, the first day they close and they get there and it's not spotlessly clean, but use that credit, hire your cleaner in advance and just get it clean the morning of closing and it'll be super clean the way you as a buyer want it at closing when you do it this way. I don't know. This has just been my solution to the problem. Occasionally you get, you know, a buyer who refuses to agree to something like that. But, you know, the reality is cleaning is subjective and it's up to you whether you want to subject yourself to um, issues prior to closing. So I'm not sure this was the best contingency to compare to a Rubik's Cube, but let me try to bring it all back to the Rubik's Cube. How about cleaning is like the stage of the Rubik's Cube where you have solid blocks of the same color or almost all of the solid blocks of the same color on one side. You're maybe a step or two away from the celebration of completing the cube, finishing the puzzle, ending the transaction. I don't know. Again, I don't think cleaning was the best example about how a real estate transaction is like a Rubik's Cube, but it's still a valuable contingency to discuss in the contract. So This might be an epic fail in terms of the analogy and the contingency, but we're going to call it a day, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I thank you very much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me at any time with any questions about Kauai Real Estate or the contract. My contact information is in the episode notes. Have a wonderful day. Mahalo.